Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, today, I'm just going to read a piece of scripture, um, Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34. And um, I think I have spoken about it many times on this podcast but as you would you know as some of you who may have listened to this often will have noted i have my favorite scriptures and i think all of us are like that as well and um, this one i like because it makes me remember it is speaking to me on a level concerning things that i personally struggle with i think in my most recent musings i've talked about you know anxiety worry and those sort of things i'm sort of like the kind of person who likes to plan things ahead i like to be certain about things i do not like uncertainty i don't like ambiguity um i like clarity and i really put a lot of effort in making sure there's clarity in my life you know in everything that concerns me and we all know life is not like that there are a lot of things you can never be clear 100 percent about and you know the in fact the whole like this world everything we say about the world that we're in right now is it is volatile it is uncertain you know it is complex and, and ambiguity is just a way of life not almost you know things are just ambiguous there's you can never really get have full clarity on everything but re- resilience is about how we are able to you know adapt be flexible and you know maintain our values and still operate and come out with positive outcomes even in a volatile and uncertain and dynamic and complex world so that's really sort of the spirit with which i'm coming today how if you're somebody like me who likes to have clarity in your life and you like things to be very very you know process wise you want things to be you want all the blocks to be laid in an order you know all the dogs to be laid in a row like they say but we're in this kind of flux this world of flux and there's just so many moving parts how do you then manage yourself and as a christian how does god want us to manage ourselves and what i like about the sermons of jesus honestly i can't imagine what it must have been like sitting at his feet in all of those sermons and i hope he still runs those sermons when we're in heaven because it's um, i i think the wisdom of his words come through and i understand why a lot of people followed him because you, you 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 cannot argue with the wisdom of the words the things that are recorded in the bible as these are these are things that jesus said you can't argue with the timelessness of the wisdom of those words you 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 may you may not like it yes you may disagree with it because you know but you can't argue with the profoundness of the words and the wisdom in those words you you you, i mean well at least if i speak for myself that's how i feel and why we know this is because even a lot of the secular speakers people who are not necessarily christians they they do say a lot of things there's a lot of all this positive thinking kind of thing there's a lot of it that you can actually relate back to scripture whether whether or not it's coming from people who believe in christ or not so that shows that there is wisdom for the life that we're in in what a lot of what christ is but i think beyond that there is also wisdom for salvation there's wisdom for immortality in the life you know after this but whether people 
whether you and I will then accept, you know, to receive that salvation is something else. But wisdom for day-to-day living, without a doubt, there are there's a lot of it in the Bible. There's just a lot of it in the Bible. And this is one of those scriptures. That's why I'm doing this preamble. So this is the book of Matthew. I think this is one of Jesus' many sermons. And um, it's the title that I'm going to give to this episode is Take No Thought for Tomorrow or Take No Thought. And this is for those of us who have a, pro- a tendency to to worry and to think a lot, to spend a lot of time just thinking about, oh my goodness, what's tomorrow? I, I need to have this done. Oh, I need to, you know, and all of that. Anyway, so I start reading from verse 25. And this is Jesus's um, wisdom about how to manage the challenges of life. And honestly, as you grow up as an adult, I mean, I think one of the greatest, I, I was reading an article recently when someone said that one of the greatest, um, what's the word, um, what's the word the person used? Almost like, what's this word? Oh, something like, one of, any, one of the greatest disappointments of life is realizing that adulthood is not all it's got out to be. And, you know, when you're a child, you spend all your time wanting to grow up and be able to live by myself and do what I want. And then when you really get into, like, your 30s and you realize that, my goodness, it is just work, bills, you know, responsibilities, and then at schedules. And you just realize that, my goodness, I mean, as a child, all you had to think about was when it's time for me to play. I mean, I go to school, I come back and I play and I sleep and I eat. And now you have so many things to worry about. So really, there's a lot that. If you are someone that has a tendency to worry about things and you like things to be planned and orderly, there is a lot. You have enough things on your plate to really worry you or keep you worried and concerned till you leave this earth. And that's not a good place to be. So let's just read the scripture and see what Jesus has to say about this. And he says, verse 25, this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. I'm going to read to 34. He says, therefore, I say unto you, do not think about your life. Take no thought for your life what you will eat or drink or for your body what you will put on is your life not more than just meat and your body much more than clothes behold the fowls of the air the birds of the air for they don't sow neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more better than they are verse 27 which of you by taking thought by thinking and meditating consciously i mean continuously can add one cubit to your stature to make yourself taller and why do you worry about clothes consider the lilies of the field how they 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 grow they do not toil neither do they spin yet even solomon in all of his glory was not as beautiful as even one of these therefore if god so clothed the grass of the field which is today and tomorrow cast into the fire shall he not much more clothe you O ye of little faith therefore do not take any thought saying to yourself what shall we eat or what shall we drink and with what shall we be clothed verse 32 for after all these things does everyone else on earth even the gentiles those who do not believe in god everyone else seeks after those things as well but this i say to you seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you verse 34 therefore take therefore no 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 thought for tomorrow for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto today is the evil thereof 
so i i have a music one of my very first musings which turned out to be one of the most popular was where i talked about this wisdom for today where god made me realize that what he owns owes every believer is wisdom for today and that he's not in the business of giving you you know wisdom for tomorrow if you know what i mean but what he does is that he will give you the wisdom for whatever it is you are faced with today the decisions that you need to make today the journeys that you need to take out take a step of faith and 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 go on the the things struggles you need to go through the fires the the waters whatever it is that is upon you now and you know what i'm you know what i mean by today you know there are things there are problems that we we may have that are okay i need to resolve this before the end of the year or i need to resolve this by so so so. but there's some things that are upon you now you have to do something you are in it so for those things what jesus is saying is that that you can is what you should focus on and what he said to me which i talked about in that music wisdom for today you can go and check it out if you one of my earliest ones sometime last year the lord was telling me that what he owes to us to me and to you and to all believers is wisdom for today for that which is upon us but that i shouldn't start thinking about and that what he's saying more or less here is that sufficient on today that is enough for you to worry or concern yourself about the evil in other words the challenge of today the struggles what's upon you now but i don't think about tomorrow and we all know that tomorrow never comes so what he's saying is that there will always be things that will be a, a challenge, a struggle that we need to worry about. There will always be things to worry about. And that if if I if I spend all my time focusing on, on those things that on tomorrow, I am never ever going to seize the moment for today. And he he I think beyond that, what he's also saying is I sh- he doesn't want us or me to to get caught up in things like about my daily needs i you know there's so much i think there are about two or three things that he's saying here so first of all he's talking about not being that kind of person that worries about the future that's lesson number one he says think about your, your future or my future is broken is is, is is broken into chunks of my today my yesterday and my tomorrow so he says tomorrow just leave that one let, let that one it, you know wait leave it focus on what's upon you today so today's schedule what do i need to do you know and then there are things that you may need to do today for tomorrow so fine it's still a today's schedule everything that is in your today but those things that are ha, ah, long term you really don't know how it's going to turn out what you are permitted to focus on is the today action for that tomorrow but you're not permitted to worry it says take no anxious thoughts and then particularly he then so that's one thing um so if i if i'm to write that down one thing is he says do not worry about the future good so let's take that out worry about the future take that out then the second thing lesson i i also get from him on this is about do not worry about your your needs food drink clothes housing all those things you shouldn't be worried about it because they are fundamental basic needs of life that every creature on earth needs to have birds needs to have head their uh, nest foxes need to have holes squirrels need to have all of that everyone needs and that your father in heaven who clothes um, the lilies of the feet of the field and and feeds the body of the air knows that his greatest creation of all which is mankind you and i 
He knows that we need this in this natural world. He, he knows this. So, no, number one, I'm not permitted to um, um, worry about the future. Two, I am not permitted to worry about my, my basic needs. But I'm supposed to believe that the same God that clothes the lilies of the valley and the sunflowers who do not toll, do not spin, do not gather into bands will in that same benevolent way as he is as the creator because he's still very much the creator of God even though the world is in this very disjointed and dysfunctional um, you know, sin of Adam state but he's still the creator of God he's still providing for the birds of the field and the fowls of the air in, in that same vein in his role as creator, father and provider and keeper of all and the one who is upholding the world by the word of his power he will provide our needs he is obligated to provide for my basic needs it's an obligation so he says i should if all if all and i like the imagery that um, jesus brings out here he says if all i can use for my faith is to look at the lilies of the field and the fowls of the air then I should use them as, you know, a point of faith to say, you Lord, that clothes for the lilies of the field and the fowls of the air, that you provide for them. I know you'll provide for me. So I'm not permitted to be anxious about my basic needs. The third thing that he's saying is that I should seek first the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. I used to say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. So I used to think of the righteousness of the kingdom. But he's not talking about the righteousness of the kingdom. And I read it again better today. And I realized that Jesus said, the righteousness of God. So not of the kingdom, even though the righteousness of the kingdom is, by extension, the righteousness of God. But he said the righteousness of God. So that we focus not the righteousness that comes direct from Yehoshua, from Jehovah himself. That that's what I should seek. So Jesus is changing the, he wants Christianity to be a paradigm shift whereby you came into Christ as a normal person who is worried, who is naturally and understandably worried about life, about rent, about bills, about sustenance, about future, about promotion, about money. That is the natural thing. But he doesn't want us when we come to him to maintain that natural mindset because then we're not differentiated from the people who don't believe. And really, then why are we here? But he's now calling us all, you and I, me particularly, into this life of faith where God is my source and I seek him and his righteousness, trusting that as I do so, all those other things will be added unto me. And like I said, it's, it, as I'm speaking now, the Lord is speaking to me and through me because I realize that this is a paradigm shift. And I think we do not emphasize as much on this as we should because we are sort of assumed that everybody wants to get saved. They just understand that, no, I have been saved for many years. I still continue to work on this paradigm shift. And like I said, three lessons, and this is the first time I've looked at it this way. Jesus is telling me I should not be anxious for, for, for tomorrow. Being anxious about things, the future, my future, it's not, it's not, it's not something I should want to do. I, I should keep doing. I should do everything that I need, building my faith in prayer and and all of that supplication before God to ensure that I'm not in that place of worry about the future. It's just not, 
a healthy way to live you know spiritually and physically and, and this is his advice to to me then he's also telling me secondly that i shouldn't worry about my basic needs so even for today i should not worry but i should trust that the god that provides for the for the birds for the bees for the animals for the chimpanzee the lion the goats will also provide for me as well and then i'm supposed to seek the kingdom of god my priority the worry that or the focus that i would have given to providing for my natural needs or planning for my future i should channel that into seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and the lord himself will add all those other things unto me so when I used to read this when much younger, I just felt this was Jesus trying to prepare us for a more spiritual and discipling life because that's really how the apostles and the early church lived. But now I realize that there is also wisdom in what he's saying because he says, worry does not get you anywhere. That's what he means when he says, how many of you by thinking can actually add, um, you can increase your height. So what he's saying is that you, you can't change anything positively by worrying, rather you make yourself vulnerable to the devil you make yourself vulnerable to sicknesses i mean i have found out that when i'm in that constant state of worry it affects my health i mean sleep you struggle with sleep you struggle with so many things and even medical science says that some of this may lead to some very terminal or chronic health conditions so what god is saying here has natural wisdom in it it has spiritual wisdom in it there is no benefit in being a worry what I admire the people that, you know, there's some happy-go-lucky people who just don't really, really worry about a lot of things, which is why this advice that God gives us is in three parts, because there's some people actually who don't have a problem with worry. They just, they're just not bothered. I mean, they're in school, they have assignments to submit, they have not met the deadline. They don't, they're not bothered. They fly, you know, they, they have a flight for a social and social time, um, the taxi hasn't come, they're likely to be late or they're in traffic, you know, they're not bothered. I, I mean, there's just some people like that. I, I, it's a gift. I don't know how, you know, I would be really like climbing the walls, you know, that sort of thing. So those kind of people, it's, you know, that's fine. that's sort of like the way God wants us to be, but not in an irresponsible way. But then for those people as well, even though you, they are not naturally, you know, uh, plagued with, with worry, God still gives them that action man- mandate, which is the third one that all of us have to do, which is seeking the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. And he says all of those, all of those things will be added unto us. And I just want to leave us all and myself with that word of encouragement because... I, like I said, for me, this is something I I need to work on every day and remind myself of because I do have the tendency to want to plan things and to have certainty and clarity. And um, even though even though I can function when there's no clarity, but I tend to carry more of the worry burden burden than I should, which is not helpful for me, particularly in things that are personal and close to me. You know, if it's professional, I can be very, I can be as detached as I want to be depending on the situation and all of that but for personal things i I struggle a bit more so anyways um yeah so that's it and i hope this um has blessed you somehow as it has blessed me i i thank you very much for listening i'll leave it at this point now god bless you stay lifted continue to keep safe and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen